Curiosity. What are you so curious about? Everything. Mr. Curiosity. All right, folks. Mr. Curiosity here, otherwise known as just Joe Snedeker, but that sounds so dumb. Just Joe. <laughs> you know that voice in the background. I think this is episode number 60-something. Could you believe it? Wow. And John Meyer, who was here with me, was top five, six? You Must were in the be. Yeah, you it were in the right first. It was right at the start. 2019. So Isn't this is all new. Crazy? That was another world. I know. Think about you back then. You were evening guy. You were afternoon guy. Now you're morning yeah. guy. Yeah. Isn't that weird? So much has changed. That was pre-COVID. Pre-COVID. It was a whole it different was a world. Whole world. Yeah. We were just bought out by a new company then. Oh, that's if you think right. of it that way, that was 2018 into 2019. So this is all new, folks. So what we hope to do is tackle your questions, get to meet John again, and just have some fun. Because in this new thing that I'm trying to incorporate into uh, these podcasts, Brown Bag Monday, there's some weird questions. But as always, John, oh, here it is. Oh, the bell. If I make you uncomfortable, you just hit that bell and I'll shut oh, my big fat mouth. I hope I don't fat, have to ring that. I'll, I'll shut my big fat mouth. All right, so first things first. For those of you out there who did not listen to one of the first episodes, all right, here's a guy, John Meyer. He's from West Central PA. Do we call it West Central PA? Uh, North Central, it's, that's what people there call it. Okay. North Central PA. That, to me, is the lost area of Pennsylvania. Everyone knows Pittsburgh. Everyone knows Northwestern PA, Erie. Everyone knows Wilkes-Barre, Scranton area, Poconos, Philly. What the heck? Everyone even knows State College. Yes. But your zone... Trying to explain to people where I grew up is one of the hardest challenges. I even know where you grew up, and I don't know where you if, grew up. If someone asks where I'm from, I say Western Pennsylvania. Of course, the first response is, oh, you're from Pittsburgh. Yeah, yeah. As if it'd be the equivalent of saying you're from Eastern PA, and oh, you must be from Philly. Philly, yeah, yeah, Which yeah. up here we'd think, no, we're not from Philly. Yeah. But to describe, oh, well, I'm about halfway between Erie and State <laughs> College. <laughs> and where I grew up at St. Mary's in Elk County, fittingly yeah. named... If you look at the map, that's just the whole green forested part of the yes, state. Yes, yes, yes. Where there's pretty much nothing, <laughs> and right in the middle of it's where I grew up. <laughs> so I probably asked you some of these questions before, but I'm curious. So your high school, how many graduating? Uh, 75. I graduated. I mean, that's, that's low. I but went that's to a Catholic like, school, too, oh, okay, so Catholic it was school. smaller. So, like, if I pictured where, right where you grew up, your house, if we're looking at Google Earth, are there other houses around? Could you walk down the street and play yeah, with your so buddies? I, if you picture um, small town America, it's kind of where I grew up. You know, a town with neighborhoods and streets and all that kind of stuff. Okay. I grew up on one of the streets right near the downtown. Okay. So, so one I'll... house right on top of each other. Okay, gotcha. Um, we played with the kids in the neighborhood all the time. Perfect. Um, rode our bikes to go do everything. Oh, okay. All right. So up. it's rural, but it's not rural, that rural. But we didn't live out in the country. I grew up in a neighborhood. And how far from Punxsutawney? Everyone knows uh, about 45 minutes. So that that's a little estimation for people. Like we played high school sports against Punks of Time. Oh man. The Chucks. The, the Punks and Chucks. <laughs> Say no more. Yes. All right. Uh, because here's one thing I wondered, and you don't have the answer to this. I just came back from Denver last week to visit my son. When you get out into the central part of this country, I'm flying over these places, I'm driving over them with my uh, least rented vehicle. There's homes that are so isolated. It's a home and then nothing for 10 miles and then a home. And then who are these people? It, it's something, isn't it? How do you grow up like that? If you have a kid. Yeah. What? I don't even know. 
even the most rural parts of Pennsylvania, and Pennsylvania gets pretty rural. But there's still it's hard to find that. Yeah, but the, but out west, yeah, that Colorado, Kansas, Iowa, there's there's miles of nothing. Even Texas, we drove Texas one time from San Antonio to Corpus Christi, and just nothing. And then there'd be a ranch. Yes. And you drive five miles, and then and maybe another house. Where are the supermarkets? Where's Lowe's? Where's your buddies to play stickball? Where do you Halloween? How do these people do it? Good question. And I grew up in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> yes, but you're nowhere. Like yeah, that. I know. You're nowhere is somewhere. Yes. Oh, we're getting off topic. All right. So, um, I don't know. You've been here since? 19 years. 19 years. You were always a nine to five type guy, or what was the uh, shift? I worked a night shift for a couple years. I worked right. weekends. We did weekends for about six years, um, mostly you know day side or nights. Right. Uh, until what? Three months ago. So when in your life, ever, did you have a schedule where you're waking up two, one, two, three in the morning and going to work? Never. Never. No. Never. No. Except filling in here and there. Yeah. On the morning show, but no. Or when in your life did you have a job where every afternoon and into the evening is free? Never. Never. And I bet you a lot of the people listening, many of them have the same response. Yeah, they don't have that. No. And I've been doing this so long that I just assume it becomes part of your world. So you think, ah, oh, yeah, whatever. It's a gift from the gods. It's unbelievable. <laughs> It really is. So, and I'm and I'm sure a lot of people will not agree with us. No, I wouldn't think so. But but when people ask me about getting the morning show job, right? One first question is, did you want this? Is this a promotion? Right. You know, because in there, in that the common person's mind who works a nine to five kind of job, yeah, waking up at two in the morning seems like. That'd be a horrible demotion. Horrible, yeah. Why would you want to work yeah, 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 that yeah, yeah. shift? <laughs> but you, but they don't think about that freedom part. And I didn't think about it as much. Right. I thought, oh, it'll be good because I have kids. You know, in the summer, I can be with the kids. I can go to more events during the school year. But I didn't realize how good it would be until I'm doing it now. So could I ask you this? And maybe we don't want the public to know this. I don't know. This could get weird. When Tom Williams left, were you starting to salivate? Was it a distant thought? Did someone approach you? How did it evolve it, to maybe this could be your replacement? It's interesting. <laughs> this so Tom told me the morning he you know that he was telling everyone that he was leaving. Yeah. He said he was gonna be leaving WNP. But you had no idea. I had no idea up no until idea. that moment. No, no idea. And after our conversation, in the back of my head I thought, is this could this impact me at all? Oh, and so there he is walking it, away. It, he's walking away. And it just, first of all, is the shock. <laughs> yeah, I can't believe yeah. Tom Williams is leaving. Yes, yes, yes. But then in the back of my head, I was like, could this Whoa. actually impact me? Whoa. And I started to think about it just a little bit then. Yeah. Would I want to be morning anchor? Yeah. And then the bosses here brought it up to me. Oh, so they, they didn't know you know. were thinking about no. it. They, wow. They said, you know, is this something you'd be interested in? Isn't that interesting? And what if they didn't do that? Do you think you would have? I think I might have reached out to them. Get out. Wow. Because the more I started to think about it, yeah. the more I thought it, it would interest me. And when I first started here, I kind of always thought that I'd 
maybe want to do morning TV, that maybe my right. personality would be good for morning TV, but never really thought much of it because Tom was going to be here forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it wasn't really on my radar at all. Um, of course, things change. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the more I thought about it and, you know, talking to my wife and everything like that, it, you know, this, this could be a good opportunity. And here I am. And here you are. So I'm wondering now, um, with this change, do most people – here, I guess here from a news – you're a news guy. I'm not. A lot of people don't realize. They just think evening noon – evening news, rather, is like prime time. And morning is the ugly stepchild. Let's tell them the facts right now. What what is the trend across the nation? Morning TV. Morning TV Morning is TV. it. It's it like is. the most important newscast of many stations. Now we're obviously blessed here at WNEP. We have viewers all day long. Right. Tons of them in all of our shifts. Right. Uh, but you can see the morning show has had a ton of viewers. Has had the most growth probably over the last twenty some years. Right. But that's what's happening everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah, is that it, I think it's because mornings are such a routine time. Right. And this is just my theory. Okay. Is that in the morning you wake up, you're at home, you're getting ready, you flip on the news. Right. In the evening now, there's so much else to do. You know, at five, six o'clock at night, if the weather's nice, you're going yeah, to your kids' yeah, sporting yeah, yeah. event, there's all kinds of stuff that's going on. Even in the winter, Even people in the winter, are, there's are stuff busier happening. now than they were in the 70s, 80s. But or, they're also getting up earlier. Yes. And and I think that's the trend in morning news. I'm now, even I mean, sick of answering people when you're gonna when you're gonna move up to evening weather. When you're gonna and like, I don't even want to explain to people. There's nothing romantic or special or elevating about doing the evenings. No, they, they that, that kind of time. I know is morning it. is it. Yeah. Now now again, we have tons of viewers in the evening. Uh, yeah, I'm not dismissing we're not the dismissing evening. Anything, I'm not dismissing but the it's, evening. But it's not a demotion right, to go right. to the evenings. And it's funny, how, or to the mornings, and that's how many people... That's how people still see it. They, see, they like, see me like I've been in prison all this time. But no, this is great. I love it. And me too. I am loving it. I really am. So you really are? Yeah. I it's, wonder... it's, it's better than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> Whoa! And, and when, Whoa! I, when I tell people that... They're stunned because now I've been three months getting up at two in the morning. Now, look, a year from now, I could be like, all right, it's not the I best. I don't think you will, no. I don't think you will. But I, I'm not minding it. So here's the deal. Even me, since doing this shift since the late 90s, every morning when that alarm goes off, I'm like Dr. Heckle and Mr. Hyde. It's two different humans in me. I wake up. And when I see, I actually don't wake up on an alarm. Let me give you a little secret. I have a sunrise simulator. So if I set this thing for uh, 3.30 or 3 a.m., there's a light next to my bed, which starts slowly illuminating. It goes from dim to bright. And that works. And I never, ever, I don't think once in the last 15, 20 years, woke up with an alarm. Really? As soon as I see light, my brain thinks, morning, here it comes, and I wake up. But my point is, even with that light, I still feel when I first wake up in the morning like, oh, God. And then I start thinking of all the things I have to do. I have to drive to WNAP. I have to do morning weather. During the spring and fall semester, I have to teach in the afternoon. Then I have to go for a bike ride. And I have to come home. And it, the first thought of the day is, this, this is terrible. But literally 10 minutes later, everything's changed. And I'm ready to go. And I'm pumped up. And wow. then when I'm here. And at the end of the day, I'm like, this is the best shift in the world. I love my life. I have every afternoon to do what I want. Evenings free. This is great. Do you go through that? Not you have not had that feeling yet. I have not had the 2 a.m. go off and dread it. You don't. I've had the, 
I'd love to keep sleeping. Yeah, okay, all right. I but guess it's I have not dread, not, yeah. I have not been like, oh, no? when it goes off. Maybe you're a morning guy. I'm a morning person, so it doesn't no, matter. No, I, I was a morning person, I thought, but morning to me before was getting yeah. up, you know, 6.30-ish. Six, okay, right, right. Obviously, this is a lot different. But the other thing is, is that... Um, I get ready, I come, and everything in the shift flies by because we have fun. It does fly by. That's but one I, thing. But I think one big thing about loving this shift is you and I are similar in that we love going outside and doing stuff. Yes. I definitely think that plays maybe, into loving the shift. that's it. I think some people that, that don't want to go outside and take advantage of every nice day, and I'm not being critical of no, those people. Good that's, for them. that's good for them. They may not love having all that free time in the afternoon. Okay, right. I leave here at 11, 1130. And I'm like, I've got a 12, seven one, and a half two, hours till three, I go to bed. Four, what all can I do outside? Yes. Yeah. It's a trade off. Many people are evening people. I, even when I was young and vibrant in my 20s, I wasn't like a party until two in the morning kind of guy. I would. Go I wasn't college, so, but then that that, know, that was a, that was over. Yeah, you hear that, everybody? He wasn't college. No, but what I'm saying now is, if any human being out there listening had a choice, be honest. You can have noon to 6 p.m. You can have noon to 6 p.m. to do what you want, or you can have 6 p.m. to midnight to do what you want. What would you pick? That's a great question, and I bet you a lot of people would choose the latter. And I wonder why, yeah, because the evening, when I do have an evening, if I take off or even if it's the weekend, let's say it's getting dark 6, 7, 8 o'clock or even before in the winter, then what? I don't watch TV. What you, I have nothing to do. I sometimes think at seven, eight, nine o'clock, all right, I'll just go to bed. You know, it's funny you say that because <laughs> with little kids, you know, they go to bed like 8.30-ish. Right, yeah. And in my previous world, we get the kids to bed, and then maybe Renny and I would watch a show. You'd watch a show or something. Or like something. That. And that's nice, couples. It was watching, nice. Yeah. But the show would get over at like 10 o'clock, and we'd be like, we're no. tired. Let's yeah, go to no. bed. Well, yeah, So it wasn't like it was this active time in our lives no, it's not. at that point. So the trade-off now is that, okay, I don't have the evenings, but I have the time of day when we can do so much. Yeah, that's how it feels for me. Like, I get home now, and the, the kids, especially now in summer vacation, almost have in their mind, like, all the things we can do as soon as I get home. <laughs> yeah. And, Cut yeah, grass, let's, do this, let's, let's do this, let's Go do that. Let's do get this. ice cream. And it's great. Yeah. I said something to a neighbor yesterday, and this is this is going to be a bit controversial, but I almost <laughs> some days, because I'll get home and be so busy, I forget I went to work that morning, and I almost feel like it's a day off. <laughs> now, all of a sudden, I get hit with a wave of being tired later. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, I got up at 2 in the morning. But yesterday, I got home. I did yard work. I took our little guy swimming. That's perfect. Went to a neighbor's house and hung out and, and did all these different things. I was like, wow, this is like a day off. And then I got really tired and went yeah, to bed. Yeah, that's one thing. We're not going to dismiss the fact that when you get up at 2, 3 in the morning, right around 6, 7 o'clock. Oh, it hits. It starts shutting down. And Friday nights, it's yeah, like, so you're giving it's up like that a too. wall. You're it's giving up that too. You're giving, hey, let's go to a concert Friday night. Let's go to Penn State. Let's go visit uh, the relatives. No. On no. Friday night. You want to do nothing. Nothing. And, you want and to sail away. At like 9, 9.30, I find it's almost <laughs> crippling how tired I get hit <laughs> with a walk. Honestly, it's like I have to go to bed right now. Yeah. It, it just hits me that but hard. But Saturday you're back, right? Saturday I'm fine. Isn't that yeah. something? Yeah, me it too. Is. And then Because I tell my buddies if they want to go to a concert or uh, some event, I'll be like, hopefully it's on a Saturday. Even though I'm free Friday night and I don't have to wake up Saturday morning, I'm already in that mode. Please, let's do it on Saturday, not Friday. 
you know, Mindy said something to me when I was thinking about whether I wanted to do this or not. Because I, I talked to Tom, I talked to Mindy. Like a scientist, you researched. I was researching because I wanted yeah, to know. I, I wanted to know it. what they thought of it. And Mindy made a point that stuck with me: is that you can you can make adjustments to your sleep. Like it, you're in charge. So the All flexibility. Right. So if you have something in the evening you want to stay up for during the week, you can do it. And then you can take a nap during the day the yeah, next day, okay, good, go good, to good. bed earlier, something yep. like that. You can figure out how to balance that. When I was working nine to six and on TV from four to six every day, I could not leave work early to go to anything. It's not an option. Not an option. Not an option. If the kids had something going on at 4.30 in the afternoon, I not was missing it no matter what. Yeah. Now they have something even in the evening. Okay, it's it's going to be bad losing a little bit of sleep, but I can do it and, yep. and just try to make it up sometime. Yep. Great parenting shift. It is. Now, look, you know it because you've been on a long time. Mindy says it all the time. I mean, that the tiredness is real. Like, it, sure. it hits, and it's it's something that I haven't experienced before, <laughs> how tired you could get yeah, at times. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and there's something, too, about 3 in the afternoon. If I just sit down around 3 in the afternoon, I'm going to fall asleep. You can't. Yeah, you can't, can't slow, slow down. down. You can't slow down. If yeah. you don't slow down, you don't know you're tired. Yeah. Now, now yeah. if there's a physician listening... Does he, does he do well? They don't even know. But are we damaging ourselves? Probably. I don't know. I don't. We probably are. <laughs> Look, I don't think we're supposed to do this. I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, we we still get seven hours of sleep most of the time, guys most like nights. you and I. And I always think about the farmer's lifestyle because they get up with some of the animals early. Yeah. And that some of that is pre-sunrise, which is four-ish in the morning. And farming goes back thousands of years, and they pulled it off. So if you're up with the, we're up with the animals. True. Instead of getting eggs and getting milk, we're getting in our combustion machines and driving to work. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's funny, though, because you and I have talked in the past about how we both have this mindset that if it's a nice day, we have to take advantage of it. Got to, man. I will say being on this shift has taken that pressure to a whole new level. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. I get done and I feel like it's nice. I have to do something outside. Yes. Now, when I worked till six o'clock, it's like, well, I had to work during the day today. I'll do something outside for a little bit tonight. Oh, I see. Right. But yeah. now it's like that pressure is even more. I got to take advantage of these nice afternoons. And that's going to go away in the winter. And I think you're going to like what happens here in the fall and winter because it's easier to collapse at five, six, seven o'clock because it's dark at four thirty-five. So you'll find yourself saying, "You know what? Maybe I'll just go to bed at six. Yeah, I can see that. Maybe I'll just go to bed at five. Because it is weird right now <laughs> when the kids are outside playing at seven o'clock, and I'm like, "Good night, everybody." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. It's harder to let loose, but yeah, you'll love the fall and winter. It's a great shift, except when you're driving in snow and ice at the two, three in the morning. But hey, that's all good. That's all good. Yeah, man. that's all good. All right. So um, uh, the adjustment is fine. Um, we're not faking this for uh, podcast TV purposes. I think we all like each other here in the morning. Yeah. I mean, I love you. This is, this is, it's, and that's the other thing about it is being on a shift like this with the crew. It really yeah. is fun. It is. I mean, it's, it, we come in in the middle of the night, you know, there's, there's not a lot of time in between when we get here and get the news on the air. So, so it can be really busy, uh -huh. but then the show is fun. It's fun. And, and, and what I'm finding, the other thing that I love is that to be part of something that's so positive every day. Yeah. And I think that's one thing that the viewers really appreciate about this morning show is that they're starting their day on a positive, fun level. Some days the news isn't all that positive. Right. But we still but have a good time. we're getting the news out there. And that's important. Right. But then we're still having fun. Yeah. 
positivity and all that kind of stuff. And not that the evening people are not positive. No, but for some no. reason, whatever this is about culture or society, I don't know. There doesn't seem to be like a need to pump people up in the evening. No. Maybe because it's pre-bedtime. I don't know And what it's it funny because I don't know if it will work. Yeah, would it work? I don't be, know if it would. I don't know odd. if at like, the end what? of what are you doing? Yeah, I think I think it's what? just kind of <laughs> in our mindset that the evening news is more yeah. buttoned up. And, and look. Our evening people have a lot of fun too. Yeah, you know, Schaefer's yeah, having not, a good time yeah, with things right, like that. Right, Kurt right. is. I always had fun with Kurt, but it's nothing like what you can do in the morning show. And I think that's everywhere. Every station's like yeah, that. Yeah, every station's like look at look at network. Network. You have thing. Good Morning America, where they're they're laughing, they're joking, they have all these uh, uh, fun topics. But you're not doing that in the evening. David Muir's not doing that. David Muir's no, not doing that. Not at all. Yeah. So whatever this is about society and culture, and uh, you're a fun guy, so you like doing this with us. Yeah, and it, and. It, you know, it, it takes the right personalities for the shifts. And that's why I used to think a long time ago when I got into this business, you know, maybe Morning Anchor might be a good thing for me because I, I kind of am that kind of personality. Um, I didn't think about it for a long time, but I, I feel I can be myself even more yeah. on this shift than I was before. And everywhere I go, people say you're the perfect fit. Well, that's good to hear. That's <laughs> yeah. good to hear. Because uh, you got Mindy and she's great. I'm a little, uh, I, I guess, in, in the public perception, a little off the wall at times. A little. So you, <laughs> I don't get it, but hey, whatever. And then you're like, you're you're like the anchor holding everybody down, but yet having fun too. Yeah, I don't it feels a little bit. I don't like mean no, TV I know what you mean. I mean like yeah. a, holding the boat in place. And you know, it helps that we've known each other for a long time. Yeah. Not worked closely together for all this time, but have known each other. I've known Mindy for the longest time. Yeah. She and I did the telethon together for years now. So it just it felt natural. Mindy and I said this morning, it's only it's all, not even three months yet that I've been on the shift, but it feels like I've been doing it a lot longer. Does it? And I think it's just because it's a natural fit. It's just it's worked. That's perfect. I'm happy for you. Yeah. And I'm your dark future because um, I've got, what, 10 years on? Two, more. I don't know. 10. 10 plus that, years. Right. So your kids are how old now? Uh, five, seven, and nine. All right. So picture in 10 plus years, right? College. <laughs> it's so hard to think of and that. And then a little bit after that, getting a job. But when my kids were your age and I was doing the shift, they didn't even realize I had a job. I'd be coming home. I'm with them every day. I'm with them in the, in the evening. So it's the perfect parenting shift. It is. It really is. And I'm seeing that already. Yeah. And the, the kids are noticing that too. Yep. I even asked them that last week. I said, do you, do you like that I'm on this different shift? And they said, yeah, yeah, we get to see you all afternoon, especially in the summertime. Yeah, yeah. That's perfect. For yeah, them. it really is. Well, we're glad you joined us. Uh, we're maybe halfway through this podcast or something like that. What I thought we'd do is get to the viewer stuff. Yeah. Now, remember, there's a lot of weird questions in this brown bag. <laughs> I'm sure there are. So that's why the bell is if ready it's too to weird. <laughs> see, there's no such thing as too weird for me. But I got some questions that I uh, screen saved from our Facebook people. Okay. So these are not the ones from the brown okay. bag, but I think we need to address them. All right. Um, and a lot of these are news-ish. Okay. You know me, I'm not a news guy. How did I end up here? Good question. <laughs> hey, John and Joe, my question is for you guys. Why is your morning newscast pre-recorded on WNEP2 and not live? Uh, thanks, Joe. Hope to see you and Chris in the bike ride, blah, blah, blah. Pre-recorded and not live. Pre-recorded. Okay, I, what they're probably saying is that on WNEP2 at 7 o'clock... The morning show reruns. Right. So well, he wants, he wants to, to know why, keep... why we didn't keep going. And I think you guys did when WNEP 2 first started. Greg, 
You want me to going. work from 4.30 yeah. through 9, or even 7 in this case, because we do Good Morning America. He needs to know that, too. Yes. So we're busy doing other things. And then when does that replay play on 16-2? Right at go? 7. But when does it end? I think at 9. I think oh, it, it runs for and two hours. And then what hours. runs from 9 until, say, noon? Then it's the goes back to Antenna TV. Oh, okay. Step yeah, from the 50s. Right. Yeah. Greg, we need a break. I can't just be doing endless. And I think, I think that's what <laughs> they found is that it, it the news hasn't changed that much. The weather doesn't change that much. And the WP2 audience really isn't as big as, say, 4.30 a.m. Right, right. On WNEP. So that's Come the reason Give us that. a break, right? Yeah. <laughs> All right. I realized the question is for John Meyer. I submitted this one during the former version of Brown Bag Monday. Uh, all right. Hail that is pea-sized. We know of hail that is baseball-sized. We know of hail that is grapefruit-sized. What is hail size if hail size exists? Okay. Wow. Maybe that's, I'll tackle that's this That's kind of deep. Because hail is always being compared to something else. Yes. But is there hail-sized hail? Is there? Is it? Is hail it is technical? Never, nothing is ever compared to hail size. Is is hail have a technical size, size? or do meteorolo- like in meteorology is it compared to the size of objects? Yeah, it's one of those ambiguous things. No one would find, for example, uh, an, uh, uh, a rock in the woods, maybe a little pebble, and say, "Oh, this is hail sized," or maybe they would no. because hail doesn't have a set size, no. sir. Because it'd be all, it just depends on the storm, right? Yeah, it depends on the uh, strong updraft. Here's another thing that people probably don't realize (laughs) is that I'm not a meteorologist, but I'm completely fascinated by it. I have my own little weather station at home, and I love this stuff. My theory is everybody does. No, I take that back because my wife doesn't at all. She has no interest in weather. She doesn't even, you know, I'll plan something for like this Saturday, and she's like, what's the weather going to be like? And then I'll tell her in, I said, you can look at, if you don't want to watch us or ask me, look on the phone. Nah, takes too long. Like she has no interest in the future of, 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 of a week of what it's going to be like. Really? Every day. And maybe that's why you and I got into this career. I want to know every little detail. Yeah. I want to know what the low is going to be tomorrow morning. I want to know what the humidity is going to be every single day. I want to know if it's going to snow this Friday. I need to know that at all times because we're addicted to the outside world. We are. And here's the thing that I find so funny, and you've probably seen this over the years, especially now that people will just look on the phone and see a seven-day. And if a lot of people see an icon on a day that includes raindrops, that's a rainy day. Don't make any outdoor plants. Even if there's the sun and the rain, and you... there was a day that. that. There was a day this week, maybe Tuesday, and you said... There's a chance, maybe a shower, not everywhere. 10, 15, 20% that, chance. That's going to happen. And Rennie, my wife, had looked at the forecast just the seven day. And she said, oh, Tuesday is going to be a rainy day. Why don't we do this on Tuesday? I said, it's not. It's going to be hot and nice. And maybe shower With in the afternoon. With an outside passing chance for a shower. Yeah. Right. But just that little icon. You can't icon cover all those things with will one We'll dictate icon. someone's entire plan for a day because there's a cloud with some raindrops <laughs> on, an, on an icon. Now, me, I'm listening to how you're plotting out the hourly. I'm like, Gotta oh, do all we that, can get yeah. out and do this from this hour to this hour and all yeah. that kind of stuff. Most people aren't like that, I don't think. Well, that's like if there was an icon for a human being's life. Okay, you're going to sleep. You're going to eat. You're going to go to the bathroom. You're going to well, be on the couch. You're going to go for a run. So weather's like that. There's all these different things that are going to happen in a day. Scattered showers, windy, humidity dropping. How do you summarize it in one icon? 
Yeah, you can't. And I understand why it has to be done. It has because to be that's done. that's what people are looking right for. I know, but you take it into context. It's just Same thing in the winter. You put a snow icon up there. Some people snow. aren't doing anything snow. that day because the roads could be bad. Snow roads are going to be bad. <laughs> All right, next question that comes from Ed. I think this has to do with your recent commercial. Oh, okay. How many times were you threatened by a frying pan in the morning? Oh, that's there was a talkback call last oh, night. Oh, is that what that was? I, okay. In the new commercial, it's good morning, John. Everyone's saying to me, the first clip, Rennie says good morning to me and like gives me a peck on the cheek and I'm eating breakfast. And the talkback caller said, What's she doing up at that hour? I'd hit you on the head in a fry with a frying pan if you woke me up at that hour. And it caused a debate on Facebook too. The reality is Rennie does not wake up at two in the morning. It was for a commercial. We had some fun. She even said a joke when we were recording the commercial. She's like, you know, I'm not getting up with you at 2 in the morning. Oh, God. Even to say good morning. Normally, it's if I make too much of a noise in the house, I get a grunt. Yeah, I get that. that. Or stomp around the house. Or she tells me when I get home, you know, you're pretty noisy this morning. I get that every day of my life. (laughs) I stomp around the house. Yes. I stomp around. I said, I'm 170 pounds. I don't know. I walk. It makes a noise. I, I well, cannot. what's funny is in our house, we swapped. She worked she was, the morning well, yeah. shift. So she, two days a week, she's been part-time since we had kids. Two days a week, she was working this shift. And That's so right. she was the one getting ready in the middle of the night. I was the one trying to go to bed quietly and not wake her up. Oh, yeah, yeah. And yeah. that's when the stomping, she'd say about the stomping, <laughs> I'd say the same thing. I'm 210 pounds. Anywhere I walk in this house, it's, it's going to be noisy. I can't, I can't prevent it. The trusses are going to move. Yes. Um, speaking of wives, it's funny. If you go just a generation from ours, maybe two, grandfather's generation, because people ask me that all the time. Or I'll talk to older guys that are in their 70s and 80s, and their wives get up with them. Some of these guys I know, they worked at Toby Hannah or other places at 3, 4 in the morning if they had early jobs, and their wives would cook them breakfast and see them out every day, like on your commercial. Oh, yeah. That doesn't happen anymore. That doesn't happen. You know? No. But there, were, there was a time, yeah. There was a time where, yeah, a wife would uh, vacuum only and serve the husband, and I'm kind of glad they're gone. Oh, yeah, that, that age. <laughs> it's hard to even imagine that now. I couldn't even imagine my wife getting up, oh, yeah, here's breakfast, honey, and then vacuuming. Or the- even thinking that was okay. Or even, you know, yes. And I get it that that's the way it was done. Yeah, I'm not done, criticizing but, people back then. No, that it was but just it's the way funny. It was, that but is gone. Is. Our wives are not waking she, up. And this. she's not making me breakfast. <laughs> No. <laughs> and she's the best and does things all the time and all the, around the house. And my wife, too. Yeah, great. But not at two in the morning. Not at two in the morning. And my wife works eight hours a day. Why should she do anything for me like exactly. that? It doesn't even make sense. No. But I guess women back then, a lot of them did not work and had more opportunities to do that. Different era. Different era. I've never seen my dad hold a vacuum cleaner. I don't know about yours. No, not until later in his life, no. Yeah. To me, that's actually And my funny. dad, when my mom would go away for something, he couldn't cook. Could, I can't cook mm-hmm. either, though. And, and I, I eat like a caveman. We'd maybe have bowls of cereal. Like, <laughs> that's funny you say Or that. we'd go to my grandparents' house so grandma could there cook. There you go. But, right. but it'd be like, Dad, what are we having for dinner? And he's like, well, there's some cereal. To, my you know. kids still laugh at or me. Or butter jelly sandwich. All I can make sandwich. is grilled cheese. <laughs> I, can, I don't know how to make I can it. cook a little more than that. Barely. Maybe a rigatoni I can put in boiling water. But a lot of guys are foodies. I'm not. I just like to eat and get it over with and move on as soon as possible. I wouldn't say I'm a foodie. I like, I like food, and right. I like going out to eat and good, good food and stuff like that. But I'm not a foodie. Excellent. All right. So uh, let's see. We got some Facebook. I enjoy the podcast. Looking forward to this one. Was it hard for John to get used to Joe in the morning? 
Uh-oh. Or it, is it more of a work in progress? It's funny because you're not you, going to hurt my feelings. No, be but, honest. But you wouldn't hear this part of it. But everywhere I go, people ask me about that. That is a, one of the biggest oh. questions right now. How is it with dealing Why with Joe? Why do people in the see me as such a terror? They don't see you as a terror, <laughs> but it's just a force. <laughs> A force. And, and everyone's like, how is it dealing with Joe? Or how are you handling Joe in the morning? Because I think they know you're going you're gonna to throw jabs here and there yeah. and all that kind of We're stuff. We're busting each other. We're it's busting fun. each other. Yeah, it's innocent. But honestly, I think you have to be the right kind of person to, I guess, to yeah. be part of that, too. The only thing that I'd say that's a big difference about being on the show with you compared to, say, Kurt or other meteorologists is you really never know what's coming with you. <laughs> and and not only <laughs> not only when we're we're starting things out, you know, and we're introducing you for the weather or stuff like that. Yeah. In the middle of your forecast, you could throw something oh, away. Yeah, yeah, All the I time. Always, yeah, yeah, you're throwing you're stuff, right. Which is funny because a lot of times Mindy and I are deep I in conversation <laughs> and she looks at me or I look at her like, what did he just ask us? And then sometimes you get Mindy's one word answers. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Which, when I was a viewer at home, I thought that was the best comedy. It's funny, right? Was you the know. Joe asking Mindy this complex question, <laughs> and the response is, "Yep." I know. I would there get is such a kick out that. of that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I just think people like spontaneity, and they like uh, uh, a non-robotic team. I and think news so too. tends to be robotic, and we're people, and we like to. I don't know. Are there people out there who don't pick on each other? My whole life, I've had friends who pick and on that's, me. That's my been kind of my brothers life too. and sisters. Yeah, and, so and they probably to are. Keep it real. Yeah, and, and the thing, other thing, the other thing that I've learned about the morning show too is that I would only watch usually about a half hour of you guys in the morning before because I only got up around six thirty. Right. But now I see that from four thirty to seven, you don't know what the funny stuff's going to be going it into it. Just something comes up and it turns into oh, yeah, yeah. something just, that, that we play off the rest of the morning. It's organic. It pops up on its own. I know. That's the beauty. Just this week's a perfect example of Mindy and her va- our vacation and Mindy texting. I mean, that's something that <laughs> yeah. just kind of grew into <laughs> its own. And I didn't even mean it. Of I course don't care you if she Of course you did, but it just became funny. <laughs> and then she lands the ultimate text back days later. How was your vacation? Uh, yes. You know? So, so those are the kind of things that just develop. And I had someone ask me that on Facebook, do we plan all the fun that we have? Now, obviously, like a morning like this morning, you pre-made a photo, a photo right. Some with Mindy and I right. that you do, but then things spin off out of that. Yeah. You just yeah. never know what's coming. And that's a big difference for me as a news anchor in the morning now is I just don't know what's going to play out as the morning comes. But that makes the two and a half hours fly, fly by because yes. it's always something new. And that's one thing about, I think, morning TV, because you have to be repetitive because people are waking up as you go, you have to repeat the news all morning because so many people aren't up at five and they're getting up at 630. They haven't seen anything. So right. it's repetitive, but it's it could drag on if we weren't if we didn't change it up yeah. and things weren't spontaneous with the three of us. Exactly. Yeah. That's the place to change things up because we have to get the same news in over and over because so many new people are joining us as the morning goes on. And that brings up a question I have for you, Mr. Newsman. Why is it that in the evening we start our news at four? And it ends at 6.30. It's almost identical in time to the morning. Yes. But we have how many different anchor shifts in the evening and how many different um, um, cycles of news and different formats. But yet, if we did that in the morning, if we had someone come in and anchor the 4.30 to 5, and then someone else come in and anchor the 6 to 7, 
It would be weird. Why is it acceptable in the evening but not in the morning? The, that's that's the weird. big difference is that in the morning, the audience is waking up as you go. Okay, and so you're gaining audience as you go through the morning, and so by the time you get to the end, you have your biggest audience, and um, people yeah, are more normally getting up and then going off to work. The same thing's kind of happening in the evening as people come home for work. But they're tending to flip on the TV, and they're not having to go anywhere. Right. So you're trying to make sure it's a different kind of newscast to keep that audience I get the, through that. the evening. I guess that's that's how that's how stations all over do that too. Is that the evening gets? But these are just cultural things. They're just cultural because things. They are. What if the same anchor did what we did in the morning in the evening? Uh, would people say, what, "What is that? A cheap station? They can only have one Maybe. team do the whole two and a half hours." But yet in the morning, it's okay. It's okay. It's weird, isn't it? When you stop and think of it, it is. It, everything yeah. in but, weird. But in if you think about a lot of what's done in TV that no one at home knows about what plays out, it is weird how it's kind of developed the way it is. I know formats, yes. all that kind of stuff. Now there's research behind lots yeah. of different things and stuff, but it is. Well, everything about, about it. everything about life to me is weird. That's why I like to rethink everything. If I'm eating a sausage at five in the morning, that's okay. If I had a hot dog, which is the same thing, you can't have a hot dog at five in it's the morning. It's weird. Yeah. It's just so that's why I tend to push the reset button on everything. There's no rules to life. And except lawn mowing. <laughs> Sorry, I had to throw that in there. Tracy, I was so, so she has like a million zeros. Sad when Tom Williams left. Uh, and thought they would never find a replacement uh, for him until John Meyer stepped in. He's the perfect fit. I love the guy. Truly, uh, you guys have a good time together. You're all amazing. Isn't that great, David? That perfect. To, fit. Here's the thing: when when Tom left, and then you know we figured out that I did want to do that. The station was interested in having me take his place. I was a little nervous because taking filling the shoes of someone yeah, like it's Tom always Williams. Uncomfortable. Yeah. He, he was an icon here, you know, yep. and even the morning that you guys said goodbye to him and I sat on my couch, I was just like, I can't believe Tom Williams is leaving. But so when I came in here, I was just like, wow, it's going to be tough to fill Tom Williams shoes. So when people say that, and that's not anyone saying anything about Tom's been replaced or anything like that. It's just that I, it's nice to hear that people think I'm doing a good job yeah, taking his spot. Cause right. he, I mean, Tom was was great yeah, and, was. and just such a, a great part of the show. And so people think that I'm doing a good job with that. That means a ton. Yeah, it, do, it does. And for some reason, I knew from the beginning you'd be a perfect replacement. I hope and, so. Again, nothing I about, hope so. Yeah. And I'm glad it seems to be going that way. Sometimes out with the old and uh, in with the new. Miss the old, but welcome the new. You are the old pillar. Oh, I guess this is for me of the morning. I'm the old pillar. Isn't that funny? Oh, my God. Even, even at WNEP as a whole right Stop now. Stop it. I'll go down that Stop. that path. <laughs> Listen, you, I thought that you was... You might be <laughs> the on-air person who's been here the longest. Don Jacobs. Okay. In the newsroom? Uh, Andy Palumbo? Was he here before you? I don't know. I've been on since... Who else has been here since 93 I on air? Don't. don't say it, man. All right, we better change don't the topic I, because I, it no, might... I'm honored. It bro, might, there's got to be... It might be you. Scott Schaefer's after you. It Kurt might be Aaron you. is a little bit Kurt's after me. Kurt's after you. Andy's close, but I think he's after God. you. This had to come up in the podcast. Now I'm nervous. You, you didn't think about that before, I never did thought, you? I knew, no. Am I the oldest on air 
longest now the, the, the one that's been on the duration. Well, Mike Steven still does some stuff, but Keelan he's part time now. But I would, I'm thinking you might be it. How about that? I earned my gray hair and wrinkles. Wow. Let's pick from the brown bag here, okay. folks. If you're not watching, which uh, this is on YouTube. There's some questions curled up here. There's some leftovers from past things. These are weird, man. Are you ready? I guess Dip so. Dip in. Get a it's now, yeah, we have about 10 more minutes, right. I think. All right. I have, I, uh, I you pull one. out a couple? Yeah. I, I just grabbed one. All right, and I then should I read this? I don't know. I, I, and these have been at least screened by some appropriate source that they... they <laughs> he's rolling his eyes, folks. I don't know. Here we go. Corey asks the all-important question from Scott's dance moves video. That must have been one of his talkback feedback. Does being a good dancer make you a better lover? <laughs> hey, we're both married, man. Oh, you <laughs> All right, so how do we answer that one? I will say this before you answer that. I hate dancing. You know how they say dance like no one's watching? Yeah. I'm telling you, when no one's watching, I'm still not dancing. Dancing is overrated yeah, for either. me. So are you a good uh, dancer? No. No. Yeah. I've I've danced, but I'm not. I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it's it. funny because back in college, like we'd go out and I'd end up dancing, but I was bad at it then too. And I'm always the tallest one in the oh, whole yeah, room. Oh yeah, so you look awkward. So I stand out no matter what. Even Rennie makes fun of my dancing. <laughs> so. But does that have anything to do with romance and and in your uh, love? I don't think so. I'm going to so. say no. No. I'm going to say we're no. going no. All right, <laughs> let's see what this one is. So you don't you never like to dance though? No, no, that's not my thing. I think maybe part of it is because I'm so tall and just stand out. Yeah, I just don't like it. Yeah. And I think a lot of guys are that way, don't you? I, I mean, look so. at a wedding. Aren't most of the guys the ones sitting yes. around at the tables and stuff? And then we're always we're always thrown into the slow dance, and that I can get into a little oh, more. Oh, yeah, we got a slow dance. But even then, just between you and me, I can't wait till it ends. And I love my wife. I'm like, is this song over yet? Careful. <laughs> 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 All right. Let's see. If you were trapped in combat with some fantasy monster, what would your weapon of choice be, assuming they would all be equally effective? Oh. A sword, spear, axe, dagger, or bow and arrow? Oh, this is good. So, so they're all equally effective. Fantasy monster, weapon of choice. They'd be equally effective. I think I'd want a sword. I don't know. I feel so like I'd dagger? Have Sword. sword, spear, axe, dagger, or bow and arrows. I wouldn't want a bow and arrow because I don't think I'd be very good at it. But well, oh, I see. I think they're. they're if I were trained in it, I think that'd be the most successful. They're all equally effective, though. I think I'd want a sword. I have long okay. arms. It's coming at me. I feel like I could. <laughs> There's that. That one I'm going to go with the axe. You wouldn't you want to axe the creature. That'd be more fulfilling, I think. Maybe you're swinging. You're it's. I'd be tempted to throw it at it. I'd probably miss. But a sword is very similar. These, yeah. Those, these parabolic swings. Interesting. Interesting. See, these are the things that people need to know about you, John. Yeah, that's important <laughs> stuff. How about this? What is your opinion of chihuahuas? Are they sausage-sized packets of demonic energy or sweet little peanuts? Oh, wait a minute. So, first of all, do you have a dog? We don't. Did you grow up with a dog? I didn't. Oh, you're not a dog guy? Never but I that. love dogs. So you but never I, had a dog. I asked for a dog every single year growing up, and never we didn't get one. But so do you? Do you did your wife? Did Rennie? She grew up with dogs. But yeah. you got you. You've never and been close we, to a dog, though. No. Whoa. Except you know, lots of relatives and stuff like that. So, uh, Chihuahuas. The, the, I think 
for the Chihuahuas out there, for yes. the Chihuahua people out there, the Chihuahua owners, you have to admit, listen, you love your dog. My mother-in-law has a Chihuahua like that. Oh, okay. So they're great dogs. This is nothing personal. But they, t- they have this reputation of being annoying. They do have that they're reputation. They're small. They bark. They're just annoying. Yeah. So are they demonic energy sources or are they cute little peanuts? I could see it being both ways. <laughs> see, he's so I'm gonna politically stay, I'm going to stay there. I, I don't know. I don't think I'd ever get a chihuahua, personally. Here's one thing I'll tell you about Rennie and I in the talk about getting a dog is the constant debate over that she wants a real little one. Chihuahua like me. Not Chihuahua, but she grew up with poodles. And I'd want something bigger. I would think a Chihuahua for me would be just kind of little. Too little? The yipping, maybe a little too, too much. much. Yipping. Maybe. And then are you gonna put little bows in its hair? She would. Are you gonna are you gonna are you gonna dress it up and Cut its hair. I, this is not for me, so I don't know. Not for me either. No, no. and I'm not here. I saying, do think we'll have a dog at some point. Okay, I do. The kids want a dog now. Uh, kids love dogs. They do, and, they, and our th- kids do too. If I can give you some advice, it changed my family dynamics, and I didn't want a dog when my kids were your age. Yeah, maybe a little younger. Mm. Uh, your kids are. So, this could be an advice session. I got a dog by accident. And because you love my it. mom passed away, and I took her dog in. Oh, okay. And her dog passed away soon after. But my kids became so attached to my mom's dog oh, that they okay. said, now we got to get a dog. And my daughter was like 9, 10. And I'm thinking, I got three kids. I'm working two jobs. I'm busy as heck. I don't have time for a dog. Uh, so I said, kids, here's what we're going to do. We're going to go to the pet store, and we're going to look at them. And, and that was my sincere intention. We're going to go look at them just to appease them and make the, and get them off my back for a few days, weeks. Yeah. So we get in a car and we go to the first pet store. And I know you're not supposed to, a lot of folks don't buy pet store dogs. Go to the Humane Society first. Go to your local adoption center. But the, I'm just running willy-nilly will, yeah. here. I'm like, oh, we'll go look at the cute puppies. The very first oh, maniac they pull out of the cage is jet they plop this thing down it starts running up and down the pet store like a maniac i see my three kids light up i go i'll take them like an idiot i say i'll take them right there why did i say that the draw the dog drove me crazy for six months i couldn't handle it really it was a terror it ate my bike helmet it bit furniture it peed all over this was the worst thing i did in my life for the first three, four months. And then it got great. And then it got the best ever. My three kids will tell you right now, it's the best thing that we've ever done. Here's what They he, love that dog. I love that dog. What I wonder is, is that the perfect time to get a dog I, when the kids are getting a little older? Yes. Because I've seen it with other people that I know. My in-laws are another example. They got their last dog when the kids were around your kids' age, like the youngest 10, around 9, 11, 10. 12, so the dog's there for the kids through high school and everything. Yeah. And then the dog's still there when all the kids leave. And they oh, love having yeah. the dog still being the, you know, you still have yeah, that there's something in the there. house. Yeah, it's almost like the little sibling yes. that's always there. There's still there. the child that's still home. Yeah. Um, 
So I think that'll be more our time frame. Right now, there's a lot of chaos still with little uh, kids. I, I hear you. And it'll add chaos, but it'll yeah. make it better in so, the long run. It'll come. But not that we're we're not dissing chihuahuas. We're not saying no. we're such manly men. No. We don't have chihuahuas. But it's not going to be a chihuahua? It's not going to be a chihuahua. <laughs> but it might be a little poodle if she wins. <laughs> Nothing against and chihuahuas. She, and, you know she'll probably have the final she'll say. She'll have the final say. But I agree with that uh, question. I think they're demonic. Okay? You do? Yes. <laughs> do we have another one there? Uh, oh, we got a few minutes left. There. Closing in on uh, uh, an hour here, I guess. <laughs> Frank Chambers, why are people buried six feet under? Why not two feet or why not 25 feet? Are these the kind of questions Brown Bag used to be, too? Like when you yes. did this on TV? Yes. Isn't it because the freeze line? Is that part of so it? So people... People, you need to know, people ask questions that are bizarre Clearly. just to get us to be uncomfortable. Yeah. So, <laughs> this, uh, so it has to, I, I remember reading that the six feet under is a myth. So you're not buried at six feet. Oh, really? I think it's less. Okay. It's closer to three, four in many cases. So just so that person realizes it's not six. Yeah, you want to be below the frost. Well, like, yeah. Usually so it doesn't great. heave and all that kind of stuff. But 25? I mean, that's a lot of work. That'd be a big dig. <laughs> and two to... feet, something else could dig you up. Yeah, this, yeah. so you got to find the sweet spot. Yeah. Go below the frost line, but you don't want to have to pay the excavator too much. Yeah. I think that's the answer. I think so. We'll go with that. <laughs> See, they're getting weirder, aren't they? They're Let's, almost we over. Get... Is there any more? Anyway? Yeah, let's. Oh, it's plenty more, but we don't want to go on no, too far. Want to go I, too far. Well, let's do one more, and then we'll wrap okay, things right. up. I got a couple of questions for you. My big, my friend Big Jim, wants to know if either one of you ever accidentally cursed on air. That, so that's a great anchor question. It is. Um, let's I haven't. You have not. No. I don't see you, and I'm not patronizing you as a big cursor ever. Not really. No. No. And to I, be honest with you, early on in my career, I worked with someone who did accidentally. <laughs> on the air? On the air. And what happened? And he got in a lot of trouble. Yeah. He didn't lose his job or anything. Okay. But I kind of taught myself then, try to eliminate it completely from just my normal talking. So it's not like... Uh, so it's not something that just accidentally comes yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I kind of made an effort on that in my 20s, and I was, yeah, look, it still gets said. Yeah. But... But even, I mean, it, curse, of course, is slightly ambiguous. Yeah. It's a curse to one person. Yeah, yeah. So, but... Uh, here, here, I bet you this is... Your, your scenario is going to be the same as mine growing up. I never heard my parents curse. Not really. My whole no, life. No, no. Nothing. Every so often I may have heard a word here or there, but hardly at all. Yeah, isn't that something? Yeah. So, you know, hey, everybody curses, I guess, a little bit when they're angry. You know, you hit your yeah. you know, hand yeah. with the hammer by accident. But um, so when I started becoming of age, when I had kids of my own, and I'd see my other friends have kids, Nothing yeah. against some of these friends that I have that have kids. Yeah. And I heard them curse in front of their kids. And I'm like, it, to me, it was like, whoa. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I've seen I that never, too. I never yeah. heard that. Yeah. And these are good people. Oh, yeah. No, so, totally. Some people, it's their thing that they oh, do. Yeah. And I, I never did that. I'm not one to judge anybody that's no, no, saying but any I, of that kind but of But stuff. I remember thinking, whoa, you yeah. say that in front of your kids. I, and, and I'm not judging. No. But I was so surprised. Yeah. And so it wasn't I, it wasn't a big part of my talking anyways, but I just realized then I'm not gonna, I'm going to try not to say these words hardly at all. Yep. Because then I'm not going to slip and say it on TV. Yeah. And I think it's easier to slip. If, yeah, There's been some words in scripts that make me really nervous. Because what if I 
mispronounce them or mispronounce or something like that. I can see that. Yeah. I know. I know a lot of words you're thinking. There's a lot of words that are there (laughs) that if I can, I'll write it in a different way. So it's not even close. Yeah. I don't even know how you guys do it because I can't script read at all. And, uh, do you, do you, um, Names of victims, names of accusers, names of government officials. How do you do that? That's hard. Because if we don't have the pronunciation, and a lot of times we don't have it, you know, when we're first doing the story, right. it's hard to How do you do figure that? that out. And you have to sit and memorize I think we all, it 20 times? Usually? Yeah, I say it over and over again. But and we all know in northeastern Pennsylvania and central Pennsylvania, there's not a lot of just John Smiths. The last names can be yeah, adventures. Of, yeah. Sometimes yes. there's some last names that there's maybe a vowel in it, maybe not. Yeah. <laughs> maybe there's just a Y at yeah, the end and a bunch I of consonants. You, yeah. How do you say it? Yeah, and then people are offended if you get if it If you wrong. don't say it right, yeah. So it's tough. You got a tough job there, brother. Thanks. <laughs> Stop that up. <laughs> All right, so this was a good session. I hope you had a good time. Yeah. And uh, I truly love having you. Great in the morning. It's it's so much fun. And we could go on for hours in this conversation, but this has been fun. And here it is close to 11 a.m. as of the time of this recording. And guess what we're looking for to both you and me? We're going home. <laughs> and there's so much potential for the afternoon. We got 1 o'clock. We got 2 o'clock. Yeah. We got 3 o'clock. We got 4 o'clock. We got 5 o'clock. And, we got and it goes back to that not everyone would appreciate it. No. But you and I have the personalities that really do. We got it. Really do. But on the flip side, buddy. Tonight, just passing midnight, one in the morning, two in the morning, three in the morning. You know, you know what happens? At, <laughs> last night this happened to me. I woke up, and you know how you just, well, you don't look at the clock overnight. You, you don't have a clock. You can't look at the clock. You can't. That's what you said. So don't I get that. up last night at like 1030. Bad move. You shouldn't have known looked it was at the clock. You shouldn't have known it was 1030. What's funny my mind could not compute what that number was on the clock. Why? I just stared at it, and it was just like, <laughs> is it morning? Is it still uh, oh, night? Right. Is it? I couldn't figure out what time it was. Because I do think that's one thing that shift, like, throws your mind out oh, of sure, whack. Yeah. And, and doesn't know. I don't know when to eat on this shift. That's I another can't, thing, I can't right. figure out when I'm supposed to have breakfast, lunch, dinner, all that stuff. Hey, well, let me give you this advice before we end, because this helped me sometimes. You want to make waking up more fun, you kind of starve yourself a little before you go to bed and you're hungry. So when the first thing when you wake up, you're so hungry, the desire for food overwhelms the desire to keep sleeping. And then you, as soon as you wake up, you run to the fridge and you have a leftover piece of pizza. You have a leftover hoagie. You have some pierogies that you just grab and eat. Try it. man. All right. Because we make the mistake at home that I, I'm still getting used to this shift, that I forget to have something in the afternoon, and then it's like 5 o'clock. And you're starving. I'm starving. We have dinner, and I try to go to bed, and it's tough to go to bed, right, to go bed right after right dinner. After, yeah. yeah. Try that. Eat at like 1, 2, 3. Yeah. And then starve yourself. You'll wake up. And excited to eat. Can't wait to eat. Interesting. <laughs> like right now, I'm really hungry. And it's what, not <laughs> even 11 in the morning. I yesterday. Yeah, I know. That's the shift, right? That's another thing. We don't eat breakfast on this shift. I don't, at least. I think Mindy brings in her little. Uh, yeah, I have a little something before oh, we go on the show. Yeah. I don't do that. I just wing it. I love it. Nice. But it's great to have you here, brother. And uh, we're going to go home, make the most of this afternoon. And if you have any more um, ideas for podcasts, folks, keep them coming. Getting a lot of emails for potential guests, people oh, in the area. Great. More exciting than even John Meyer. 
Oh, there's lots of people. Way more exciting. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Joe.Snedeker at WNDP.com. You can email me the information. John, it was great having you. Yeah, this was fun. I love you, man. Right back at you. <laughs> <laughs> See you later. Curiosity. What are you so curious about? Everything. Mr. Curiosity.